All right, welcome to another amazing episode of Talent Takeover Unfiltered. We are going hey, to y'all. Hey, start it or hey y'all. You're I'm just excited, excited, huh? Hey y'all. Yeah, I don't have to ask how you are. Um, clearly caffeinated. We are going to tackle the 12 stages of burnout, but we're going to do this, um, you know, part one, part two. So we actually like nail it, talk about it and give our advice because, um, man, the talent world is crazy. And in general, you can get burnout in any job. But I think in recruiting with this roller coaster that we see um, just in the economy and just in like, you know, just the candidate driven market switching, uh, it's it's difficult. You can easily get into burnout. What do you think, Taylor? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so I'll, I want to get right into this one since it's a super meteor topic, but I want to just remind you guys, don't forget to listen to stay, stay on and listen to our broke to boss tip of the week. Um, this is all going to be about burnout. Everybody's felt it at some point or another. So I think who can't take something away from this? Welcome to talent takeover unfiltered when it comes to working hard and keeping it real. We know our shit self-care, happiness, inner peace, and time. I'm Brianna Rooney, and this is Taylor Bradley. Hey, y'all. And we have thrived in chaos and turned it into an art form. So Taylor, what are we doing here today? We're here to give you a raw, under-the-hood view of all things recruiting and finally give credit where credit is due to a long, underrated industry that's full of, quote-unquote, experts. All right. Well, then let's take this show to the road. So let's get right into it. Um, burnout, what is it? It's a term used to describe feelings of emotional, physical, and social exhaustion caused by excessive and prolonged stress, typically from work. And it occurs mm -hmm. when chronic stress is unmanaged and causes mental fatigue. Mm. So let's get that's it, the definition of burnout, but let's get right into the stages. So stage one, you feel there is a strong need to prove yourself. Stage two, you keep working harder and harder to achieve this. Stage three, you begin to neglect your own needs more. Stage four, you are conflicted and blame others or the situation. Stage five, you change your values to focus on work more. And stage six, you deny the problems that arise due to work stress. So um, I've kind of just given us an overview, but I really want to go and talk through some of these that um, I know I felt this personally. I know you have. Um, mm -hmm. I just don't know the exact stories of it. I feel like you've probably heard more about my burnout than I've ever heard about yours. So I'd love, I'd love to know out of these first six steps, have you gotten to any of these steps ever in your career? And if so, which one did you get to? What was the situation? Just tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've had all of them, right? Um, I think everyone probably has at one point. I, the one that I was like, damn it, is my is stage three. Uh, you begin to neglect your own needs more. That is like all the time. I even did a video a few weeks ago, and this is something silly, but it's true, where um, I was really craving this salad from this particular restaurant, right? But for some reason, I feel like I didn't need to take the time to go get it for myself. Yet I'm always like, if it's my kids, if it's Lincoln, if it's my friends, I was like, what can I go do for you? What can I get you? What can I make you? I'll always have that five to 20 minutes for somebody else. But, you know, God forbid I do that for myself. I mean, I don't even get out of my desk to have lunch. You know, it's, it's yeah. what's, uh, we have, so we, even though we're remote first, we do still have this office that I had from techies. And there's just a couple people, you know, that, that are here, but like I, you know, supply them with food and drinks and all of this stuff. Right. And yet I don't even ask, like, I don't even put in my order for that. It's like, yeah. what? <laughs> 
That's yeah. ridiculous. And it's a constant and it's something that I realized and I actually had to force myself. I'm literally, here's the grocery store right next door is the place that I get my salad. And I literally had to force myself, talk to myself, not no joke to go walk into the restaurant to get myself a salad. And I had nothing else to do, but set, go home and put the groceries away. I didn't even have my kids that night. It's like, why is it so hard? Yeah, no, I completely agree. I've, you've heard me say this before, but I pour from empty cups a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, I am a, I'm a giver. I'm like this, a problem solver. I'm kind of that how they describe men, but I'm like, Ooh, why do they get that characteristic or that? Like when someone brings something to me, I instantly want to fix it. Or how can I help them? Or for sick, what can I do for you? But then I will literally let my whole world life, everything fall to shit while trying to pour from an empty cup and be what others need me to be and give to them. And so, um, you know, I had, I had some learning moments this year. Mm -hmm. I think this year, um, and I'm just gonna be really transparent with our audience. This year, I completely just burned myself out so much so that I neglected my health. I had a lot of health issues that, um, in part two of this, I'll really talk about because I think it's really, really important to know. I definitely experienced every single stage of this before my health just took a huge decline. Mm -hmm. And it, it gave me chills when I saw this. So did you not realize it until your health took a toll? It, I didn't realize it. Like I, I was like, oh, I'm working a lot, but I'm working towards mm -hmm. this goal. And I'm like, it's going to be fine. But it's, it's really like the, the stuff that's like the stage four, you're conflicted and blame others or mm -hmm. the situation. It's like, I literally can replay in my mind when I went from what I would view as maybe positive, like stage one, you feel a strong need to prove yourself. I don't think yeah. that that's always a sign that you're getting burnout, you know, but it's stage one here. So I don't necessarily view that one as a bad thing. And then you keep working harder and harder to achieve this stage two. I, again, I never would have viewed or viewed that or my perception of it when it was happening was not a negative thing. And then, like you said, stage three, that's mm -hmm. where it starts to go left and be negative is when you start to neglect your own needs more. And then that's when I feel like it's like, it turns negative from stage three on it, it starts to go left where you're like, okay, I'm neglecting my own needs. I'm going above and beyond for everybody else. And I'm putting myself on the back burner. And I always thought I'm going to do this short term. Like this is just to do this. This is just to meet this. This is just, and then it never ends up being that. And then you start to slowly get into the stage four, five, and six, you know, where mm -hmm. you just you change your values and you focus on work more. Um, and I totally did that. I was like, you know, in my time that where I wouldn't have my kids, I would just be working because I was like, it's all towards this goal. It's all towards to accomplish something, whatever it was that I was trying to accomplish. Um, and I would deny problems and issues in my personal relationships and whatnot. Um, yeah. because I'm like, oh, well, they just don't understand I'm working and work is important in this. You know, it was, it was, I literally mm. experienced every one of these stages. Yeah. So yeah, I go ahead. No, no, I, I was going to say, um, I love the trans, uh, the transparency on all of this, um, because it's so important. Everyone's going through this. Uh, and what I feel like is, is a whole different subject, um, is proving yourself. So I think what I would like to do is another episode on when you're starting your, your new recruiting job or, you know, in TA in general, how do you have that fine line of proving yourself, but also again, not getting to stage five where you're changing your values to focus more on work. I think that's a whole other thing, but it's interesting that this is in burnout because you're right. Like there's some of these stages where it's like, well, that could be positive. Right. But it's positive until it's not. Absolutely.
Um, and I love that you want to have like the proving yourself because, and this again, I had never experienced this before, but I've never worked in a startup before, but that's yeah. is exactly what I wanted to come do because, you know, as our bio says, we thrive in chaos. I live for this shit. I always like, I keep my financial advisors like my God, Taylor, you know, because I just keep shit, a million things, balls in the air. And I can get stressed about it, but I also get bored if my life is too stagnant. If things, I'm like, what's going on? You know? A hundred percent. I actually had this uh, talk with, well, uh, with a few people, um, my confidants, but, um, you know, I, I, everyone knows I, I sold, I sold techies and technically didn't have to work for a little while. Right. But I was like, nope, starting two more companies. <laughs> and there's that moment where you're like, I'm like, Brianna, seriously? Like, what are you thinking? And someone really close to me was like, that is you. You would have been bored out of your mind after like three days. You, you love this shit. And I'm like, yeah, but it's like that fine line between burnout and still loving that shit and filling my cup up. You know what? I think the thing is, and it just like, boom, I had this light bulb moment and, you know, shocker, got the chills um, <laughs> when you were talking. But I feel like one of the things that you and I are both terrible at I'm just gonna be honest. Celebrating our wins, yeah. Like I, I think never that did, I, I used to. You be don't. Great at that. I used to be great at it, but yeah. you're good about doing it for others. You're uh, yeah. really good. But like you just said, and what made me think of this was like you're like I, you know, I sold techies. You had the successful business. You sold it. You technically didn't have to work for a while. You started not only one company, but then a few months into that one, started another one, and then we started this podcast. And it's like we haven't really stopped to think about the wow, what have we accomplished with Talent Perch? What have we accomplished with Thriversity? And mm -hmm. we're doing a podcast that's also seeing its own success. And we have not stopped a single minute to just be like, holy shit, look at what we've done in a year. Well, let's high five right now. Yeah. <laughs> well done, girl. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, really. I no, I, I totally, I totally agree. And I, I actually have been reflecting because I'm like, I need a course correct naturally. I used to be so good at celebrating our wins. And I realized that when I stopped, and this is kind of crazy. And again, I'm, I don't have the answer to this yet. But when I stepped down as CEO of Techies, because again, I wanted to start, I wanted to start Talent Perch and I wanted to, you know, branch out and do more strategic stuff. Um, that's probably when I stopped. Like, I think when I reached what I deemed as successful enough, right? Because it's not like I'm retiring, but successful enough. I was proud of myself. That's when I stopped celebrating my wins, yet preach that shit like nobody's business. I mean, we have a, an employee here that I, I coach all the time. I literally have her put a whiteboard in her office to put her wins up so she doesn't forget. And it's yeah. like, yet, what, what am I doing? What am I doing? You know, You're not so getting salad. <laughs> you're not going to get yourself the salad. That's the analogy. That salad. <laughs> no, you're not. You're not. Get yourself the salad. That's the thing. It's like, Brianna, get yourself the salad. Celebrate yeah. that win. Mm -hmm. I feel like that is, that's one of the things that I also can, I, I, when I really think about what I could have done differently and experience the burnout that I have, that's one of the things that I, I should have done and could have done a lot better at is stopping and reflecting and celebrating the wins instead of just always keeping it moving. Cause that mm -hmm. does result in burnout. And I could so easily tell anybody else that, but for me, it's like, like you, I, I don't apply these same things to myself in the same way in which I want others to apply them and celebrate and shout out. And you guys did amazing at this and that and the other. But for me, it's like, just keep going.
Like that's mm-hmm. what you're supposed to do is just keep going. You don't stop. You don't celebrate. You don't shotgun a beer. You move. You keep moving. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's also because as you become more and more successful in your career, your idea and definition of success changes, but you do not relay that information to yourself almost. I mean, you think about love languages, right? Like definitely if anyone has not done their love languages, you have to, regardless if you have a significant other or not. But I really think, and I I'm, I do this now because uh, I'm divorced now, right? So trying, trying to be better. But uh, I do every year, Lincoln and I will do our love languages together. Even every six months, if we feel a lull, you know, it's like, hey, let's redo our love languages. Shit changes all the time. But it's like, why don't we redo our what how we deem to be successful because if we don't know our definition of success we're constantly failing yeah absolutely and that's another one where i think i contributed to my burnout too is like i didn't have clearly defined for myself what was my definition of success in each of the things that i was doing or taking on or projects i was working on i just kept going and i feel like a lot of times in life that would probably be a good mentality like the dory just keeps swimming just you know just keep pushing (laughs) But I think it's a good thing to have and it's part of resilience when it's negative to just keep pushing. But I think it can be a, a, a negative aspect whenever it's positive situations that you just keep pushing through and don't stop to celebrate, if that makes yeah. sense. No, for sure. And I think about the recruiter life. Um, obviously, we're in talent takeover unfiltered. But um, as a recruiter, I think it's pr- pretty easy to understand your goals. You have your KPIs, you know, how many, out- how many outreach you're supposed to do, you know, what recs you're supposed to fill. And I think as you go up the chain, I guess, of command or success, whatever you want to call it, um, it becomes a little ambiguous. Yeah, And I think that's when the burnout starts. And trust me, I've seen tons of recruiters burn out um, for sure. So it, it happens at all levels. I just think for me in particular, I've noticed it as I've gotten higher into my career. Um, and that's why I crave sometimes going back and just and being a recruiter. Like, I love that shit because I know how to value myself. Right. What your expectation uh, expectations of yourself, like you said, the higher you get up in your career, whatever it is, but your expectations of yourself increase. And, or I know for me, they do, they increase. And so it's like something that I maybe would have celebrated five years ago, 10 years ago. I'm like, you know, nope, not even close, not even close to where I want to be. Not even, not even scratching the surface of what I want, you know? So I know my expectations continue to increase for myself, but I still do not do a good enough job. Um, until I got sick, I had this reflection of like, I need to stop and be like, wow, like, you did that. We started a podcast. I mean, we did, we branched out to something mm-hmm. we've never done before. We're having a great time. People are actually getting value out of it. That's a win. It's something Huge. fun for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's positive all around. So I think really stopping to celebrate your wins can also help with some of these in between some of these stages of burnout. It's like you feel a strong sense of need to prove yourself. You keep working harder and harder to achieve this. And that's stage one and two, but maybe pausing between stages two and three, if you had this graphic that we would gladly share with the audience, but to be like, okay, I've been working towards these accomplishments, towards all the shit that I want to get done. Right. But what are the wins that I've had? Even if I haven't met my big goal yet, what are the wins that I've Mm -hmm. had in between? And I think that will help to be like, okay, I'm not doing all this for nothing. You know, it helps to kind of be like, okay, I am getting somewhere. I'm making some headway. So for me, I know that's, that's been a learning lesson this year. So I think the fine line is efficiency and burnout. It's like they're almost together in this like sandwich. You have to have like this lettuce in between to kind of separate the two. True. It's like, how how can you um, actually I think about I'm doing this masterclass today on how to be an efficient organized recruiter like that. Like that's a cool part. But you can go into so many different tangents about efficiency. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then very quickly you can get into burnout. And if you have burnout, the creativity is not there. It's gone mm-hmm. because you're literally just heads down. And um, I know we had this talk, you know, as a company, keeping your head up. I know mm-hmm. heads down to work, but then put your head back up to see what's going on, to see what someone yeah. else is doing and to grab opportunities and all that stuff. And you cannot do that if you are burnt out because you are just in this like cloud of heads down. Absolutely. And I think we're all guilty of doing that at some point. Yeah. So I think that's where I think those social connections we talked about with resiliency mm-hmm. really come into play is like really helping each other like us right now, like me saying, Brianna, we've done a lot of shit because I know you don't always give yourself those wins. But from the person, you know, outside looking in, I'm like, damn, look what you've accomplished, you know, monthly, annually, like you've done some amazing things. We started essentially like three businesses in a year, you know, yeah, this true. TTU has become one of them and it's all amazing, exciting things, but it's like, fuck yeah, you did that. And we just kind of keep moving. And so I think that's one of the things that I would advice I give to myself. It was a learning lesson for me, but I would tell any leader out there too, is that you still have to celebrate your wins. Yeah. Not only yeah. preach them to your team, but then preach them to yourself and take your team's wins as your own wins, because that does change. And I think um, when you're wanting to like, Hey, do I want to go up higher? Do I want to, do I want to remain? And I see like what, like what, you know, keeps me going, what gets me excited. You have to realize those are two completely different things and your cup gets filled differently. And Absolutely. you have to give yourself that for sure. Absolutely. Um, so broke to boss tip of the week. Um, and this is another more insightful one. So not a call to action. It's just, I saw this and it gave me chills because I love the way that it was explained. But the sense of burnout and being overwhelmed is a signal, not a long-term sentence. Hmm. That's interesting because I think a lot of people think that the word overwhelmed is negative. I put that as a positive. I work my best when I'm overwhelmed, but may, you know, maybe it's because it's how I phrase it to myself. Interesting. I like that. I think, it, yeah, the sense of burnout and being overwhelmed. So for you, you, you could just say the sense of burnout is a signal, not yeah. a long-term sentence. So um, I, I think most people do apply that, like the sense of burnout, being overwhelmed, which is so many things going on, personal, professional, it could be all of it at once, but it's not a long-term sentence. You can get out of burnout. I think that's a critical one for people to know. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a signal for you to do better, switch some shit up, change something, but um, it doesn't, you don't have to stay there and you don't have to progress in the stages of burnout. You can stop it in its tracks. Yeah, love it. Ooh, nice. Ah, this is a good one. It Thanks was good everyone one. for listening as always. And we'll definitely do that part two uh, next week. All right. Thanks, guys. See y'all soon.